Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Casper the Trendly Geist Classic. I don't know if we've done that one before, but if not, long overdue. Well done, Andy. Sloppy Steaks Danger. Uh-oh, um, somebody's hitting Trefani's, huh? Yeah, man. I, white suit. Danger isn't even his middle what is name. It? His middle name is Sloppy Steaks. Oh, it's white bathing suit, slick back hair. Sloppy steaks at Trevani. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was a real piece of shit. Spiked hair. <laughs> what do you say? I think he's like chicken spaghetti at Chickalinis. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry. We keep talking about. It. I think you should leave. Yeah. It's become canon. Too good. Too good not to. All right. I am Jack, and mm-hmm. you are. I'm Trevani's. Trevani's. Uh, you're a real piece of shit. Real piece um, of shit. I used to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's funny because it's true. We've all we've yeah. all been there. We've all been yeah. like, oh man, I fucking sucked. It's, I know it's and it's funny when people <laughs> say that, like, because you talk about your growth as a person, and you, and sometimes you're like, no, 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 like I was a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, for we're real. All like, like so unforgiving of ourselves, right? But, you're like, you don't yeah. understand. Like, I had no idea of what like equity was or what patriarchy was uh all kinds of shit i was awful i owned a puka shell necklace i didn't wear it but i owned it it was bad wait so you just like left it in the corner like the portrait of dorian gray i thought about it yeah right right right. um no i don't i don't i probably did have a puka shell necklace actually like when i was 12 13 i wore a lot of fake chains real big old like like you know shitty platinum like LL Cool J and the Fubu ads type right. jewelry. Yeah, no, I've seen the uh, I've seen those diamonds in your in your ears from that. Oh, uh, canary canary diamonds! I ordered out the woo. back of the source. Yeah, it's where the finest diamonds are sourced from. <laughs> exactly from the source um, of the back of Double XL or King Magazine. <laughs> all right, Field of Dreams is trending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, knock it off. That's a line from Field of Dreams. <laughs> Baseball, uh, right? Yep. Anyways, uh, Field of Dreams is trending because yep. it's, it's happening. It's all yeah. happening. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, the White Sox will play the Yankees at the filming location for the 1989 film Field of Dreams on, on the Warner Brothers lot, I believe. Is that... <laughs> No. Dyersville, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Um, so yeah, it's the first Major League Baseball game I think that the state's ever had. So and but the movie still has a lot of people making their journeys out there to be like, if they build it, I will go, and I'm here. I have come to see this place. What are the, what's the crowd situation gonna be like? I don't know. Who knows? I don't care. Right. It'll like just be whoever got to go anyway. to Obama's birthday party. We'll get to go to this. Yeah, I don't know how. What are the field of field of dreams stands? What do those look like? I think it was just like a little bleacher. Oh, I don't know. Fuck yeah. it. I, I don't care enough to know. But anyway, <laughs> um, there will be some kind of stands, but there's definitely going to be concessions because Guy Fieri has teamed Fieri. up with Major League Baseball. They're like, hey man, can you create something custom to get these people so turned up on this fucking event? And he just wanted to go with something that was just as American as uh, hot dogs and apple pie by creating the apple pie hot dog. Yeah, um, baby. Which looks like uh. a McDonald's apple pie with a little bit of hot dog sticking out each yeah, end. Being out. like, Ooh, I'm here. And it's apparently an all beef hot dog with apple pie filling. His dude, guy's signature bacon jam. 
Uh, oh, it just wrapped yeah. in a flaky pie crust and an apple mustard drizzle um, and some demerara sugar. People, The reviews are in. People say, this shit is good. I'm in. The man knows how to slop together a, a banger, you know? Yeah. Slop together a banger. That's what he does. And I slop. think also there's nothing that you're going to make at like something that's going to be served like at a major league baseball game that is going to taste like shit. Like they're going to figure out a way for it to be like as un- if offensive as possible where people are like, fuck, it's actually really good. It's like they're like being like, oh, and we're going to have tagine uh, right. for the first time at a major league <laughs> baseball game. Right. Especially not it. This is perfect. I mean, he is the perfect guy to do it. He did the perfect thing with it. Perfectly handheld, uh, self-contained. Looks gross to me. And we just love Guy. You know, we love Guy. Gotta love, love Guy. guy. Gotta and this guy. picture, which he is doing as, like, in association with Major League Baseball, uh, he is wearing a Chevrolet t-shirt. Uh, yeah. You know, just letting people know about all the all the corporate you know, sign-on he got. Mm, synergy is what we call that, Jack. Yes. ProPublica is trending because they dropped the latest How Taxes Work When You're Rich mixtape. Mm. Um, this one shows how Part of Trump's their cruel tax- summer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this one shows how Trump's tax cut was shaped by billionaires and benefited them. I don't know. I actually didn't remember this, but apparently it was a big controversy on the right because Ron Johnson was uh, not buying in uh, to the tax cut at first. And people were like, all right, we got one. We got a good one on our side, folks. Uh, and the reason was because two of his biggest donors wanted him to push for a, uh, a like more money for uh, the pass through, like the tax pass through accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got that. And so, yeah. uh, you know, just helping out the rich, helping out the richer. Yeah. And Ron Johnson is by far one of the smoothest brains in the Senate. Um, so no surprise there. Yeah. It's just a kidney being up there. Uh, but anyways, great reporting continuing to be done by ProPublica. LA Vax mandate. Uh, that's something that apparently there's going to be a handful of things that are requiring, uh, vaccination proof, uh, to, uh, LA city council voted 13 zero to create vaccination requirements for indoor spaces, such as restaurants, movie theaters, concert venues. Uh, I am hoping this is the future. Yeah. Because I don't want any of this. Uh, you need to have had a negative COVID test in the last 72 three hours. Days. I'm like, like, where the fuck you been in three days? Yeah. And also that doesn't like, there is literally no benefit to that because you become symptomatic and start testing positive five days after exposure. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, there could be some benefit, if, but it, it's just so easy for that to slip through. The I mean, and also, I think California also became the first state, I think, that they're saying to mandate that teachers and school staff um, are either vaccinated or submit to testing. But right. again, when ugh, that's why, like, every fucking expert is just like, it's don't don't do this. this school shit's going to be a fucking nightmare. I so, don't. Like, it's the ingredients are here for a disaster is what everyone says. Yeah. Just need to make it real simple for people. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to get the vaccine. You also don't have to come Do to stuff. work. Yeah. Um, hey, you like, uh, you like stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just get the vaccine then if you like stuff. Hey, if you I'm love just, just sitting, if you just, if you're cool, just kicking it at home, watching TV all day and never leaving, then yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you. You're probably safe that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
And we're back. And the hunt for a Jeopardy host replacement for Alex Trebek has come to a official anticlimactic conclusion. Yeah. Uh, which with the one guy that I don't think anyone was really rooting for. I don't know too many people <laughs> who were like, oh, let's do the guy we haven't heard of with the really bland name and face uh, who just works for Jeopardy. Who sounds like the racist comedian guy. Right. He So Mike Kramer? Richards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kramer is going to be the new host. That No, it's the executive <laughs> producer of both Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Was yeah. like, hey, let's just make it me. Yeah. Like, people people love me. On Monday, we were talking about this and just how, like, how it's such a devious bait and switch it felt like where they were basically parading around this diverse crew of people who might be the host, but really it seemed like the whole time they knew it was just going to be Mike Richards. Right. And just like, let's just pretend, man. Let's get him, like, you know, let's get them all hopped up on this idea that we're going to do something interesting. And now it's just Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik. So Blossom and Kramer are mm. now the hosts of Jeopardy. Yeah. And, you know, they. I saw an article that was like LeVar Burton's uh, ratings were very low for, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the executive producer could have had anything to do with, uh, you know, putting him on a day that they know the ratings are low or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not doing a good job promoting the Olympics uh, the or something gonna, happening. Yeah. I don't know. Other shit. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Not like a showrunner would have the power also over an edit to be like, leave the stuff in where it looks like he's fucking up. And also let's not get, let's not re up those takes. Right. You know, cause uh, like there was some, there was some, it wasn't the smoothest possible thing, but at the same time, if like you're, if you're like a showrunner, you're probably in that booth being like, okay, like look, we want this to look good. Yeah. Let's try this, this again. But it is what it is. Yeah. Anyways, great job by him running the uh, search for a replacement. I do love, uh, I do love when, like, the, this is how we got Dick Cheney as well. George W. Bush put him in charge of the uh, search for a vice presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. And after months of intense searching, he was like, you're never going to believe this, man. <laughs> it turns out Who'd you find? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one. I'm the best oh, one. Oh, great. Yeah. But anyways, they're, they're like, seems like they're using this as an opportunity to like expand the uh jeopardy uh universe cinematic universe because mm, the now JCU. there's yeah the jcu uh because now there's the like main mainstream or the uh prime time version of jeopardy that's hosted by blossom so that's cool ron artest is trending because there is a new documentary uh this is one that i feel like I can't believe hasn't happened until now. I can't believe ESPN let this one fall through their fingers because this documentary is coming out on Netflix. It is about the malice in the palace, which mm -hmm. is one of like a handful of flashbulb memories from like the last, I don't know, 25 years. I feel like that where I, I remember exactly where I was. I know a lot of people do. Um, yeah. I remember who I was with. I remember not believing what I was seeing. Yeah. You know, man. when you have players from the Pacers going into the fucking stands to like fucking fight and you're like, what the yeah. fuck happened? In retrospect, I don't know if I could actually explain to you quite literally what exactly happened. Like I know what was going on, but like not in a way that I know every detail. Cause I feel like I just got the 
40,000 foot view that like the, the sports pages were giving me. Somebody from the stands threw something around our test. Yeah. They, they, it's really interesting that this is coming out now as we're like starting to have a second reckoning with the fact that athletes are human beings. Right. Uh, like, you know, they, uh, somebody threw shit at Russell Westbrook in his series with, uh, I don't know who, who he was playing or what fan base definitely wasn't the Philadelphia 76ers because they're a notoriously uh, well-behaved uh, <laughs> crowd. But yeah, and that, I mean, that's got to be enraging to have people all around you who are just like treating you like shit, like just and endangering your safety. Anyway, somebody threw a full beer that hit him while he was laying on the scores table. And he went into the crowd and then two of his teammates kind of followed him, uh, having his back. And it was just a wild fist fight for minutes while yeah. it was like happening live on TV. I hadn't remembered how fucking good Ron Artest was at that time. Yeah. He was putting up 25 points a game, six boards, seven, almost two steals and was shooting 50, 41% from three and 92% from free throw. <laughs> That's wild. And he was coming off of being the all defense player of the year. Yeah. There's interesting stuff like, cause Jermaine O'Neal's talking about it too. And Jermaine O'Neal like became an afterthought sort of after, you know, once uh, that happened. And like, I know he's ended up playing in China and things like that, but there's some interesting stuff where he's talking about uh, just kind of like the mental health aspects around this and like Ron Artest and like not knowing like someone needed help uh, because of just at the time, that's just like not in the, reality or vocabulary of people um and just like the idea especially back then when like if coaches or scouts are like nah man he's kind of he's got he's got he's got problems he's got head case or something suddenly it's like oh that's just the mark of death for your career yeah that's just like a liability it's yeah rather than like exploring that let's work with him let's help him as a person and then cut to him i remember you know when he helped the lakers secure that fucking championship and scored that three like afterwards he's like shout out to my therapist yeah, and everyone was like, was oh, so my dope. God. Wow. Like, yeah. look at him huh. saying this shit. Yeah. Anyways, I am going to watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. And finally, uh, the number 3.9 million yep. is, is trending. Because that is the number of people that have left their old jobs in search of something better uh, in, what is that, the last year? Uh, even the last couple months. I mean, it's just like now there's oh, like shit. 10 million job vacancies. So Wow. The hits keep coming. The pandemic has quite literally put things into focus for people and realizing what they are willing to do and not willing to do based on the wages that employers are offering. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this sort of like soft withholding of labor for better pay, the momentum definitely isn't blunted at all. And even for all the talk of like, well, you know, you gotta, it's, the, it's the benefits that are out here. People are quitting. It's like, no, man, people are quite, they, they want better for themselves and they're looking for it. They're, they're not being, they're not standing idly by. Um, yeah. So, you know, depending on what news outlet you read, they might uh, paint that one way or the other. But um, yeah, this the evolution of what workers are willing to tolerate and won't keep continues to evolve. Yeah. I mean, it, it is wild that things as straightforward as like taking care of people have like been made to seem unpopular by by like fox news and well because yeah the second thing who's gonna pay for it who's gonna pay for it right what the 
like are we have we really internalized that like old parent tactic of like Mm. when you asked for something from a parent when you like were a kid who didn't have a job like okay who's gonna pay for it i don't know the billionaires who you're not taxing at all okay hold on hold on when where did you learn who the fuck told you about that (laughs) you on tiktok Uh, again you on you on leftist tiktok again kid (laughs) all right those are the things that are trending on this wednesday afternoon uh we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves get the fucking vaccine don't do nothing about white supremacy we'll talk to y'all tomorrow Bye. bye